You're listening to the Greencast Advisory Podcast. I'm Glenn Kirby, the Technical Manager for Syngenta UK and Ireland, and here is where you'll find me talking about the content in my turf blog. They'll be short and to the point, so put on those headphones and have a listen to what I've got to say this time. Damage versus population. So it is the 14th of May, and yesterday I did a continue to learn education piece for Bigger, which I really enjoyed doing. And got to admit, I was a little bit nervous going into it. Uh, there was a lot of people listening, and it was great to see such engagement from the industry. I'm hoping it was the uh, kickstart we needed to go on this leather jacket journey and really come up with some better solutions than we currently have. Um, and in there, I went through a number of things and I very briefly touched on threshold numbers of leather jackets. And I also mentioned a little bit about how to assess damage as well and the importance of monitoring. Um, I'm planning to expand on a few of the bits from that presentation and Bigger have hosted that presentation on their website as an open source thing and it's also in this blog. So feel free to share it with anyone in your golf club or anyone you know who is unaware of the challenges we are facing currently. But on the back of that, Tom Wood of AgriVista, he came back to me with some great little set of questions um, that I want to pick up in this blog, because this is very important for now. Um, If we can gather some really useful data now in this cold spring before the temperatures pick up and we start moving forward, then we are placing ourselves in a much better position to cope with this or understand the problem a bit next better next year so Tom asked me um, well what threshold should we be aiming at what are the numbers we should be looking at how many leather jackets can we tolerate and I've mentioned uh, thresholds a few times and I've purposely tried to avoid putting a specific number on it because I just didn't understand what that number was and what it looked like at different golf courses i just haven't managed to get a handle on it so thank you tom for backing me into a corner and making me actually commit here um i mean the question we've got to ask ourselves is how important is it how important is the number of leather jackets we have you know a cold site with some slow growing fescue would probably tolerate a lower level of leather jackets than a ryegrass sword in some really strong temperatures and just ask yourself the question if we could comfortably handle 300 leather jackets per square meter in a green and still provide great putting surfaces would we even worry about it i I suspect we wouldn't i suspect we'd be pretty pleased that we were playing host to another insect um but they aren't turf friendly insects and they do do damage so we need to associate the levels with the amount of damage they do now let's not forget though that we are here to produce great putting surfaces we are not here to wage war on specific insects Um, i am a little worried at the moment that people are trying to reduce numbers to zero rather than um, trying to create or get them low enough to create great putting surfaces i suspect zero populations has never been possible and i bet there are a load of great putting surfaces out there 
that if we started to do some monitoring, we would actually find there's quite a few leather jackets in there. So we need to understand this correlation between the numbers of leather jackets and the damage they're doing. So from this point of view, rather than counting leather jackets, should we not be assessing the damage? Is that not the better measurement? And I think it's a very useful measurement, but I think population numbers are really important to understand too. Um, the reason population numbers are under, un, important to understand then is because in this process we've got where preventative applications are far more effective, if we can start counting them around November when they're of a size we can see and we know the population levels we've got, and if we've associated that with the level of damage they can do, we can start deciding much earlier on how much uh, management we need to put in place to try and reduce this, whether we should back off on aeration or whether we should do some sheeting if we get some warm periods through there, or should we invest in nematode applications. We can understand that really early and we might actually be able to up our workload at a different time of year to give us better greens in the spring. So the first question then, or the first thing we need to understand is how do we measure damage? And the way I do it is to take my trusty hula hoops that um, you will all see and heard me talk about uh, and randomly throw them around on greens. Now, hula hoops are great for this because you can literally just throw them and they will roll to a random spot. A random spot means that you get an independent assessment of it. Um, I do that about 10 times. That works pretty well. So throw it 10 times on the greens and you go over to them and you count all of the damage inside that hula hoop circle that can be attributed to leather jackets. Now, the more times you throw it around and the more counts you do, the more accurate the figure is. Obviously, the less you do, the quicker it is. Um, it takes a little bit of getting your eye in, but you can kind of get your head around quite quickly and establish what you deem to be leather jacket damage. It's a great job for a willing volunteer. If you've got a golfing member that wants to engage and help, this is a really nice job for them. And actually, it's better to get someone outside of your team to do it because it becomes more of an independent figure and an independent assessment. And I would imagine most people can train pretty quickly to identify what is actual damage from a leather jacket. Now, my hula hoop is 0.466, or sorry, 0.46 meters square in area. Uh, there's a link on the blog on how to work out the area of a circle if you need any help. And so if we, for example, threw that around 10 times, that would be an area that we'd assessed of 4.6 meters squared. And if we counted 50 pieces of damage amongst those 10 hula hoops, that would equate to 10.9 pieces of damage per meter two, which is as close as we can get to a kind of unequivocal measurement to assess the damage. And from the assessments that I've done, I've had a first stab at a table that I think kind of relates to how you can manage a putting surface. So obviously zero counts is no damage. I think in that five to 10 range, it's still pretty easy to rain, maintain good putting surfaces. I think if your figure is somewhere around 20, we're getting tricky. If it's 40 to 80, I think it's again very difficult to maintain putting surfaces and 100 to 150 is major disruption to putting surfaces. Um, now, my views on that will evolve with time. I'm sure they will. This is a first attempt at it. And it's likely to be different at different clubs and different sites. Some clubs have a very low tolerance. Other clubs 
um, very different set of standards that are expected. So it doesn't take long. Uh, I can generally do it in around two hours walking around the golf course, assessing all 18 greens. Um, if you jumped on a buggy, you could probably do it quicker. But we don't have to assess all 18 greens either. We can just do a few indicator ones. We could do the worst ones. Um, um, you know, you prepare yourself because at least 10 minutes of that time will be spent listening to golfers making various jokes about hula hoops. And they're generally about as funny as the turf goes green side up jokes. But there you go. Smile and crack on. Um, if you're not sure of what I'm on about, there is a video on the blog which shows me and Dave from AgriVista. Um, and uh, we're both bolder than I think we realised looking at that video. Um, so when you're counting, it can be pretty tough once you get up to the higher numbers. Um, once you get up to kind of 30, 40, 50, it is quite difficult to assess. So I kind of break it down into quarters, count a quarter and then times that by four as long as the damage is consistent. But you can quite quickly get into a pattern of working out. And actually, by the time you've done four or five greens, it's quite easy to just pick a number that associates to that. Um, so it's quite therapeutic, actually. I quite enjoy it. Um, but there's some examples on the blog. So we've got now a measurement of damage on greens, and we can begin to associate those with how easy it is to maintain good putting surfaces. So what we could now do is we want to associate that with population counts. Now, they're really important and they're easy enough to do as well, but they're a different measurement, a different way of doing it. So the best way I found is to take a one square meter tarpaulin and peg it down on your green overnight. Do that whilst your temperatures are above four degrees. It's not invasive. There are other ways of doing this, but they mean digging things up. Um, they probably give you a more accurate reading of what's going on through the soil profile but they're invasive and you can't do them often. The key to this method is we want to be doing it regularly. So do this overnight, temperatures are above four, and then count the numbers of leather jacket underneath in the morning. Now, if you're doing them this time of year, it's really easy to see them. If you're doing it around November, December, which is when it's going to be vital to do it in the future, you do have to get on your hands and knees and have a really good look because they will be small. Um, again, it's a great job to get a keen member involved with, to get them putting those out in the evening um, when they're walking a the dog around or something. Or you could put them at backs of greens when your pins are at the front. Um, they're easy to get made up as well. I got some one meter square sheets with eyelets made up on the website. Not too much money at all. So how does all of that help? What do we do with those numbers? Well, once we've got those two figures, we can start associating the two. After all, the population isn't representative of the level of damage we will see. The level of damage we will see is related to the amount of growth and the feeding habits rather than the number of them. Um, if we've got 50 leather jackets per meter, we probably in some springs, in a warm spring, have really good greens and not even worry about it. But in a cold spring, 50 leather jackets per square meter might cause us some real problems. And if we grab that data now, whilst we're in the depth of this problem in this coldest spring that I can remember, we can build a great picture of what thresholds are realistic and what could potentially cause us problems. So after all, if we monitor early in December and we're seeing 20 per square meter, what does that mean we can expect in the spring? We can start forecasting this. We can start planning. We can start deciding whether to do some sheeting early. It gives us a really good idea. 
Um, but none of that has really answered Tom's question, has it? So to go back to the original questions of how many can we tolerate and what are the thresholds, I've had a go at it. There's some tables that I've put on the blog, um, and I, what I've done is I broke it down into three tables, um, a warm spring, a normal spring, and a cold spring. And these are my predictions. I haven't got any data to support any of this yet. I'm really hoping people are going to engage with this blog and start gathering this data now and start filling in the gaps of how they feel they look, these figures look this year. What we can then start doing is associate quality of greens or the amount of damage against the number of damages. And you might find across all 18 greens, you'll have a wide range here. So we've got to start building that picture. It's something that you can all do and make time for. Um, if you do decide to do it, let me know. It would be great to plug that data into some of these things and um, see how we get on. Um, if you want to have a look at that leather jacket challenge video or presentation I did for Bigger, it's on this blog as well and in the Bigger website. Please feel free to share it. In the meantime, enjoy the slightly warmer weather and the uh, rainfall that we've now got. And I hope all your courses are picking up nicely. All right, guys, take care of yourself. Hope you enjoyed the podcast version of Greencast Advisory. For more content like this, check out the Greencast Advisory blog and don't forget to subscribe. Until next time, take care of yourself and thanks for